0: Many fear death as a tower block in West London is engulfed in flames. The death count has been downplayed by the mainstream media. They
1: have no sprinkler system, no alarm system that works. One way of getting up. Sadness has turned to anger. Tension spilling over into the streets. We should be campaigning for the BBC. That's the mouthpiece for this corrupt
0: government. Right. So that was a um, an intro to... A news article that um, a news program that was on the uh, aired on Al Jazeera uh, about a week after the Grenfell incident on the fourteenth of June, two thousand and seventeen. So you're listening to the Field and Vibe podcast. I am Adam Vibes, and I'm with Goha. What's up? And Mizan, What's up? So, okay, so we're going to talk about Grenfell today. Uh, We're starting a new series now, um, and the next few episodes will cover what actually happened in Grenfell, our viewpoint on what happened from our research. Um, Obviously, all three of us at some point were there on the ground. I was interviewed by the BBC, and... um, and i i just i was uh i was absolutely fuming because i saw all this these these, these trucks pulling up vans pulling up unloading boxes and food and clothing items and uh, it it was like the like the whole of london had erupted in flames and people were coming to help the whole of london this was a tower block that went up in flames, you know, presumed many people were dead. No one knew where the anyone was. And yet all these people were donating stuff. I mean, it showed, it just showed that night. I mean, I remember I, I, I raised, a, you know, very fast donation through a network circle of mine and got some um, bottles of water and food and whatnot. But I came on the BBC <clears throat> um And they decided to edit a lot of my five minute um, rant. Um, And they they chopped it into I think 30 seconds, not even that. And they missed the most vital thing out. Where on earth was the council on that night or the following nights thereafter? Any council officials, they were not present. No one was present at the time. coordinating, organizing the relief effort. It was absolute pandemonium. People were, you know, taking charge and trying to organize stuff. And, you know, people were just following the lead of whoever was the most strongest character of the night and, and, you know, things were being piled into corners. You had to prevent theft from happening. And so they were being caged off. Uh, There was a lot of stuff being put into nightclubs and storages. Not one council official offered any storage any help, obviously they might have been following protocol. Do not talk to the media, do not talk to any member of the public um which is sad because we pay that you know we pay our taxes for these people to implement a service for us. They provide a service for us. that's what they're doing um so for me, it was um shocking um and I just remember the arrogance of the British, the BBC reporter. Mm-hmm. I just remember him waving his hand on his neck to the the, ca- the camera guy, and saying, "Let's let edit this. Cut. That's that's the yeah mm-hmm. cut edit." Um, because <laughs> you know, again, we pay our license fee to these people, and these people are are um, are dictating what we are saying. Anyway, put that aside. So. This is remembering Grenfell, and this is for the the uh, not only for the dead, but those who are still suffering to this day, without accommodation, without uh, any form of guidance or help. I mean, they were promised lavish luxury apartments by Theresa May, right? Mm. Um, people were donating. I mean, I, I saw an article somewhere. Simon Calder donates eight million pounds to the Grenfell residents. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, all these clothes. Where on earth is all this stuff gone? Like, where's everything gone? Where's it disappeared to? Where's all the where's all the food? I mean, some of them are perishable items. Fine. Where's all the clothes? Mm. Where's all the money that was donated? Where's all that disappeared to? I mean, eight million pounds, you could have, like, you know, house price in London, and there's, you know, a decent suburb in London was about 300,000, 400,000. Mm. Um, even if we were to build a block of flats, mm. you know, small, small, you know, uh, three story block of flats, I think it wouldn't cost eight million. Mm. Um, and there was much more that was donated far more than that. But what's shocking is that no one's asking the question, where on earth has all that money gone? Where's everything disappeared to? Mm. Um, The accountability is gone. Um, And a lot of blame was, you know, the gas pipes were here, the cladding and so on and so forth. But we will come to all of this stuff in in, in the coming episodes. Um, There's a lot of ground to cover. What today is all about is I want to remember and bring back to light the experiences of the night and our feelings and our um our recollections. Mm. I mean I, I saw a couple of videos today, man, um just just to I mean it's always been there because my, my uncle, my my uh, my mum's brother-in-law was heavily involved in the incidences afterwards. Mm with the council, you know, the, the riot that happened in the council. county was instigated with the riot, but uh, he, he was trying to coordinate the effort to kind of teach, talk to the council officials and mm-hmm. it's just disgusting, it's just, you know. Anyway, look, um, I mean, I, I was watching a few videos today and it's just brought a lot of memories back. Right. Just, it was just absolute shock. We were in the month of Ramadan then, yeah. We're Muslim, we, we were fasting then. And um I remember I, I took my mum for my mum, she she's uh she was going for an assessment to a health center and um she, she's not well, she's not able. Um so um I just remember hearing it on the news and that night we were holding I was holding a uh, a uh, a and like a dinner at my house in the evening for a load of family. Mm. And when I heard this on the radio, and then I went onto my YouTube on on thing on live live streaming. I, you know, I, I can't be I can't describe the feeling that was going through me. And um, mm-hmm. I just I, I just I, I literally picked up the phone to my wife and I said, "Listen, we've got to cancel tonight." Mm. say i'm sorry to all your family but i cannot sit and you know have a laugh and joke and sit down and entertain people Mm. when i know people are dying and they you know i I can't do that i'm sorry i'm not going to do that yeah um i can't eat food doing knowing that people are not going to be eating and stuff so i i I need to be down there today it's just i i had to go Mm. anyway so uh and then that's when I started, you know, did a razor and stuff with my network. And, um, so I just remember going there that night and just the mass of people, man, it was just crazy. Like it was like a carnival atmosphere, but somber and very, when I say carnival atmosphere, there was a lot of people there. There's a mm. buzz in the air. There was food stalls out, but no one was charging any money. Mm. There were clothes out, but no one was selling anything. Mm. You know, there were people out, but no one was celebrating anything. There were mourning. Right. Because when you went into that area where the flyover is, mm. literally when you went into the alleyway, you mm. saw Grenfell right in front of you. Mm. And it was like a burning candle. Each room was like a burning candle, mm. um, like glowing like coal. And it was it was you you couldn't take your eyes off it. it was mesmerizing. You, you couldn't take your eyes off it. Um, just the fire, and then when it died down, it was just like coal. Mm. The glow of a coal. It was uh, it, it was something I'll never ever ever forget, because for me that's a a, a that's a um, a present day standing graveyard Mm. that is beyond belief why it stood there without being covered for so long and now it's still covered and still things are happening you know Mm. so that just reminds me of when you put animals to slaughter and they see each other and they freak out and then they go into shock mode so what was your experiences of
1: that day Um, I mean like for mine It was, um, it was, I remember going to work and reading about it uh, on my social media, on Facebook, people were starting to post, um, news articles and stuff about it. And I just remember seeing the picture of, of the building and my first initial thoughts was, you know, it was very, very devastating and tragic, but it was the first time I've heard of the Grenfell Tower. I didn't really hear of the tower before that, but knowing where it was from was like, you know, you, you know, Kensington and Chelsea, um, which is a very rich borough, but I knew straight away that the inhabitants of the building were working class people this wasn't happening to rich people basically I knew that from an instant instantly you know that the people in the building there will there will be majority people of color there'd be working class people and not uh let's just say not the not the rich people in there that's my first instance and and obviously that was um that was corroborated by further news stories, and uh, you know, as, as, as more news came out about the Grenfell fire. Um, and I just remember thinking that, you know, how can this ha- happen in, in London? Um, and in the course, but in the course of that, there was a lot of things, a lot of unanswered questions that have had that, that need to be answered, unfortunately. And this has turned into um a scandal. It's not a, It's it's not a. It's not just a, a tragedy tragedy for the people, but it's also a political scandal. Um, much of which we can discuss as the show goes on. But Goha, what did you think of it?
2: Yes, yeah, So the very first time, um, I think actually, as we are in the you know the social media world, um, it wasn't through social media but through WhatsApp. I started to get perhaps uh, some messages regarding it, um, maybe even a video. Um, I didn't initially check the video straight away because you get a lot of things via WhatsApp and I, I don't tend to check them straight away. Mm. So, but I knew from that that there was something happening. And um, as Adam rightly said, it was the month of Ramadan at the time. So... When uh, I was doing, uh, we have like a meal before you fast, which is known as the Sahur, which is prior to the sunrise, and about
0: I, one to o'clock, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, probably around that time. I mean, the fire uh, actually happened very early hours, one o'clock, around about one o'clock. Yeah, so around about that time, I remember just having having that meal and then putting on the news. And at that time, it was all over the news, and it, it had reached the news, and it was like, "Wow, this is this is serious." And um, you got an idea of what was happening, and you just obviously everyone saw the images. I didn't see uh, the fire directly, um, like uh, Adam did, because uh, you know he he drove up pretty much soon after. But having seen what's going on? I just knew, wow, this, this is very, very serious. And that was like my first encounter. And I was just, um, I was just like, wow. And I remember just going back to sleep and then waking up the next day. And that was it. Like, I think for everyone in, in London, in the UK, possibly like their thoughts for the next few days mm. were totally about Grenfell and the fire.
0: Yeah. It was just, um, it was just, a. Uh think deep shock <clears throat> is uh, what people were going through. just how, how could this happen? you know people burning alive in a building that's crazy.
2: That's very serious.
0: That's like wow, you know w- with respect to the 911 um, victims, you know America America took um, America took it upon themselves to remember those victims. And make an issue that this should never have happened again. Terrorist attacks on our soil. In the same light, um, questions arise as to how on earth did this happen? You know, um, gas pipes, cladding, Mm. uh, communication on the night from the fire department, uh, fire brigade um because of the communication there was a failure in, in um in what was going on outside and what was going on inside being related to each other mm-hmm. and because of that there was a there was a breakdown in communication you know if there was fire erupting outside people in the fire brigade inside didn't have a clue that the fire was just going crazy outside and to them, they were following protocol, look, stay inside, it's going to be okay. But then they see dripping stuff outside and they're confused. They're trying to get contact with the people outside and they can't even...
2: And th- this is one of the things that you know. I, I kind of try to imagine <clears throat> for a tenant mm. in that building and they're on the phone to the fire department or whatever emergency and they're being told to stay put Mm. and there's fire everywhere smoke probably seeping in everything like what are you going like I'm just trying to put myself in their position they've called the relevant people who you would normally call Mm. and they're being told stay put yet they can see the fire it's almost like you're almost looking death or something in the face and you're being told to just stay put. And even some of the instructions I heard from the firefighters were to stay put. It's in that dilemma, you know what I mean? It's like, wow, it's the instructions you get in, you're seeing death almost approaching you via fire. You're being told to stay put. Hmm uh that must have been a really horrible dilemma for many people, yeah you know? yeah,
1: and you know hopefully but, that will never happen to anyone ever again, and it shouldn't have happened um hmm. to, to them um you know one 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 thing that like is- partic- is obvious now that that has come out is that this tragedy was a wholly preventable tragedy um, because of of the cladding and the lack of safety regulations in the building. Um, and that was wholly, you know, that was wholly down to this whole process of deregulation. the fact that Grenfell was uh, was basically run by the uh, Kensington and Chelsea tenant management organization. Uh, TMO. yeah, KCTMO, TMO, um, which is a private company which had a very bad relationship with its tenants within Grenfell. The Grenfell Action Group uh, yeah. had tried so hard. They were very active in trying to basically ensure that they had adequate safety. They was, you know, they, you know, the Grenfell was safe to basically live in. Um, they were very active. They were doing a lot of. You know, they were engaging a lot with the local with the local authority about the fire and safety regulations and the lack of it within the building um, So it wasn't like that this that the, you know the sa- the health and safety of Grenfell wasn't unknown. it was actually it was actually known. So one aspect of the fire and in, in regards to the how the fire spread was definitely the regulation of, of Grenfell itself. Well, the, 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 the cladding, <clears throat> from what we know,
0: was, um, was permissible in this country. The law had been relaxed for that cladding. The material was actually banned? No, no. It was banned in America, but in the UK, the actual material that was used yeah. was not illegal to use in the UK because the law had been relaxed. The law has been re- if if, if you look at the reports, the law had been relaxed. It mm. got it, the, the the material was in was within guidelines. You know, like you have um as an example, like you have a, a GMO, yeah? Yeah. So the, the, I think that the 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 level, the acceptable level is 10 minus 10%, 0.10%, something like. You know? Okay, look. I don't know the figures. Let's let's put it with that. non-alcoholic drinks. Yeah, so the acceptable level is 0.05 percent. Yeah, mm. where you can claim up to alcohol-free. Anything above that is alcohol. So they were within the guidelines that the government had set.
1: Yeah. As far as far as I'm aware, even though
0: yeah that there was a banned substance in America and in Europe.
2: That just shows the inadequacy of the British laws when it comes to these kind of safety measures in these buildings. And this is one of the things that the...
0: Well, was it British law or was it that... You see, you have to understand, TMO were managing the refit, yeah? Were managing the building. Kensington and Chelsea Council, uh, Royal Borough of Kensington and Chelsea would turn around and say, well, they're responsible, not us.
2: Right. Well, but,
0: yeah, but they are
1: responsible because they needed to audit the system that was in place. But KCTMO, I think there were some reports that said that KCTMO um, asked for tests to be done on the cladding. And actually the private company was the one that actually falsified the results. Of the tests, so who was the minister that allowed? Yeah, this is one thing I've just heard. I, I'm not sure, but the, I think what we're what we're touching up on is the whole problem with this whole idea of privatization and deregulation, because one of the problems of this is privatization and deregulation allows private companies, or you know, to the point of more than a dozen private companies involved. In different sectors, hmm. therefore, when things go bad, hmm. it's hard to find who's accountable. Now, you can point to the law, and you know you could say that, for example, the government at that time it was New lab- Labour uh, that actually started off actually coming up with relaxed laws to allow privatization, which then was ramped up by the Conservative government. So you can blame the law, but then at the same time. Um, a lot of the private companies, uh, in regards to cost cutting measures, would basically use material that were basically unsafe. Mm. So, this the whole thing with privatization, and this is one thing that uh, the whole, you know, this is one thing that's come up with Grenfell, but this is something that's come up with the whole uh, campaign against privatization is one of the aspects is when things go bad it's hard to find out who is accountable. On one aspect, the government's accountable because you know they've, they're they the ones that introduced the relaxed laws. They're the ones that, that developed the legislature to allow privatisation to occur. But at the same time, it's these companies that, and, and under their management, that things went really bad. So the accountability mm-hmm. is very, very hard to define.
2: And which and, only makes it even more frustrating for people yeah. who want justice, um, because obviously now the, the buck is being passed around of who's really accountable
0: but someone somewhere is clearly and how it normally operates is clearly saying look and in no circumstance do we get any form of blame here mm. um we need to be out of the limelight um people in connect you know friends and connected uh, people with uh, friends in high places yeah it's one of those ones but yeah. you know that that's, that's hearsay. There's no evidence of what what I'm, what, what I'm saying. There's no basis of evidence, and what I'm saying mm. uh, it's mere conjecture. But um, that said, I mean, there are questions that arise from Grenfell on many levels—moral, political. This the, you see, Grenfell is a, a biopolitical event that took place. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's 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 um, told us how we treat uh, people, yeah, who are yeah who are not of the same stature, yeah. It's a bit like uh, how in caste systems, yes. the untouchables are not treated very nicely, or a lower caste system from another
1: uh, religion is not treated much with much. Kindness and due care, right? Yeah. So there are elements of like race and class um, involved in this as but, well. But, but
0: do you realise a lot of the residents were homeowners? They weren't mm. sponging off benefits. Yeah. They were hardworking homeowners. who Actually, owned the property, or, or they leased it. The, 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 they had a lease.
1: Yeah. But it's like, I think at the moment, at, at this point, from what I understand, it didn't really matter like whether they were homeowners or not what well, all that mattered was that the residents in Grenfell, they were of particular you know they, they came from a particular uh they come from a particular class most of them you know? were moroccan moroccan they were immigrants yeah. m- was, uh, most was, of them
2: most of them were immigrants it was fairly i mean i guess they were most of a certain thing but uh, it was also quite diverse and um there were other kind of portuguese even and mm. other kind of Polish people I I heard and um, it was quite diverse it was mainly immigrant background or minority background but diverse in the background of minorities
1: but it's like again what you have here is a system where you have people of minority backgrounds trying to hold power to account because of the way because of the in this in this instance, their living conditions, unsafe living conditions, and power just being completely careless about the demands, not listening to them at all before the fire, and even after the fire, still being completely careless in how power is treating people, and in this case, people from immigrant and BME communities. So you know, <clears throat> there has to be. Um... There are a load of
0: questions that, that you know, um, are, have arisen after the Grenfell incident. Mm. Um, a lot of shock and a lot of blame has been thrown at a lot of people. With this new report, the inquest that took place, I have a few reservations about this inquest. I mean, I have yet to hear the second part of it. Mm. Um... But with the fire brigade, I think that have a few reservations in terms of the fire brigade being solely to blame. Well, not solely to blame, but part, partially to blame. Because, you know, you've got to look at the bigger picture here of what's happening. And I think people need to open their eyes. Um, they really do. Um, because communication failing for the fire department, what's that down to? Budget. Who controls the budget? Yeah? yeah. Um, where does the budget come from? Um, you know, who allocates that budget to the fire department, fire fire brigade. So any all these questions need to be asked. We'll break that down as the as the episodes come, you know, questions will be put forward on the table and we're going to discuss them and so on and so forth. Um but I think today was just about remembering Grenfell and just recollecting a few things, bringing a few things to light. So the next couple of episodes that we're going to talk about, um, uh, so the next couple of episodes that we, we we intend to cover a lot more ground, a lot more in-depth uh, analysis, and our findings on who we think is actually responsible for certain things. That's just mm-hmm. our opinion. Um, but we will have interviews and guests on as well as we go along. Um we are working on it at the moment, so please do bear with us. Um, this episode is for everyone out there to go out and take a look at a few videos of Grenfell. Just remind yourself about it. What we shouldn't do is not forget any time anywhere about what happened on the 14th of June 2017. Lives are lost, people perished, and you know it was sad. We need to remember so on that note i bid you farewell uh stay tuned to the next episode uh it'll come out sooner than we think and um i bid you farewell and goha
2: yes peace from me
0: uh peace from me too and for me adam vibes it's good evening good day and good night and stay tuned to the next episode of freedom vibe podcast